For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Right on. Welcome, everyone, to our sixth and final call for chart reading like a pro. Kim, I have mixed feelings about this because I'm kind of sad that it's our last call of this series, but I'm also really excited about our topic today. <laughs> Me too. It's a, It's been a fabulous series, and there's just such a wealth of um, resources and fun in the discussions and so forth. I've gained heaps of insights just listening to you guys. So, yeah, it's been a terrific course, and it's kind of cool to wrap up with the body because our body is our first contact with reality, air quotes, reality. It's our, it's our way in to our experience in this world, and it, it deserves, well, it deserves and gets a whole course all on its own. But mm. we're going to focus on the health of the body and any, anything that comes up around the body. So we're going to talk about what the body is, how we see the body in the astrological chart, how we see um, ease or dis-ease in the astrological chart, and what we can do about it. Right on. <laughs> Pretty right much on. it. <laughs> Pretty much it. I, I wanted to open with a uh, quote. Oh, it's probably, I won't do a direct quote, but I'll give you a kind of a paraphrase. It's what Deepak Chopra says about the body. And this is in one of his meditation series. And it's quite a beautiful meditation because the goal of the meditation is to connect your light body, your sense of your light uh, body, with the cosmos and become one with the cosmos. I just get chills just saying that because I do this meditation all the time and it's really, uh, it's amazing. Okay, so he says that your body is a self-interacting, self-repairing, intelligent field of consciousness. He talks about it as if it is not just part of the field, but its own, its own field of consciousness, which is linked to the consciousness of the cosmos. He said, your body in its original state is perfect balance, perfect harmony, perfect order, perfect integration, pure consciousness, pure intelligence, and pure light. Which, I mean, how many of us think of our body that way? <laughs> that would be uh, great for me. That's beautiful. I know, I know. He says, every cell in your body is bubbling with pure intelligence and light. And he says, and know that your body is one with the cosmos because the cosmos is the same intelligence, the same field of consciousness, the same field of light. And I just, oh, he's getting more goosebumps. We, the first thing that would be just amazing for everyone to do is expand our idea of what the body is. It's not just something that we take for granted. It's not something that we uh, treat often not like our best friend, but like our kicking bag sometimes. <laughs> the way our self-talk towards our body without awareness can be pretty rough. And to just 
uh, lift, step back a bit and get a better perspective because one of the key things that he's saying that I like about this is the body is self-integrating. It is self-repairing. It has its own intelligence. And what I hope that we can learn from uh, this module in the course is to listen to our body because our body speaks to us all the time and not just in feelings of joy and ecstasy but when we have dis-ease or discomfort and that's a message as well Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I want to look at this and when we uh, think about the astrological chart the ancients were very clear every sign is related to a part of the body and this gives us a fabulous map for unfolding what that message might be. Well, and I've used this example before, but I'll just uh, briefly give you a hypothetical. If someone is experiencing headaches, okay, and they, they're getting headaches, and we know, or we will know when we look at our uh, cheat sheet <laughs> that I'll, I'll post for everybody, that the, uh, the head and... Um, Head, face, and also fevers are related to Aries and Mars. And when we're getting headaches, we go to the part of our chart where we have Aries and we ask one simple question. The one question that Aries wants to ask is, am I being the boss? Because if you're not being the boss, that's the, that, in that area of life, uh, that can be well, the source of these headaches and this, this uh, angst. And it's a new way of looking at it, isn't it? Because it's not something that gets fixed by taking this aspirin and, you know, or uh, that might be a temporary cure, mask symptoms. But the way that you respond to this is take command in your Aries part of your chart. (laughs) Find a way to be more the boss. Does does that make sense? Makes really good sense. And I like how it doesn't just mean be the boss in general, but be the boss in that part of your life, you know, whatever it represents in your chart. So um, I, I think this is going to be a really insightful call for me personally today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it is really cool, and that is a point, because we don't want to be, if we were Aries in every part of our chart, well, number one, probably nobody would like us, and number two, <laughs> we wouldn't care. Because <laughs> we were pure Aries, so but but there was it's it's not the goal to um, to to be one thing. The bo- the goal is to be all parts of the whole, all twelve signs. There are you know parts the the opposite sign where you have Libra. That's where you want to connect and collaborate and and partner up and listen to what other other people's inputs and maybe put some of your own drives. Maybe, you know, you don't uh, repress them, but you allow for others to mingle with what your drives are. But we go to the Aries part of the chart. So if we just looked quickly at an example in my chart, I have Aries ruling. We're looking at where it sits, uh, where its house cusp is. And, of course, if it doesn't have a house cusp, you got to get into that house in some way. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fully contained. But I've got 22 degrees of Aries on my ninth house cusp. And there are things that I can do that are just me, for me, me first. I'm the boss. 
and I instantly feel better. If, as a matter of fact, one of them, it's not travel, by the way. <laughs> it could be. Mm-hmm. Some people could jump on a plane and go somewhere by themselves, and maybe that would feel good. Uh, so far, I haven't quite experienced that. But <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me, meditation is something uh, with Aries there, and I kind of do my own style, my own thing, my own way, and I do it alone. Um, a lot of people group meditate and so forth. Um, and that can really boost the energy. I don't. I do it alone. Uh, just last night, the kids uh, uh, wanted to, the, my grandkids wanted to do something. Can't remember what. Oh, watch these cat videos on YouTube. And um, I said, no, i got to meditate first, and then we can do that. And Kaneda says, I'll sit with you. I'll be really quiet. And it was so <laughs> cute and so sweet. And he would have. And I said, no, I have to do this alone. <laughs> Ooh, look at you I go, right on. What I, a great example. Uh, uh, because, uh, so if I get headaches, I can go to my ninth house. That's just one way. Maybe I could go uh, out and eat foreign food or watch a foreign film or feel some kind of broadening of horizon that I have control over. Or, yeah, there's various ways. It's always made me wonder about higher education, which I've done a lot of, and I have considered doing more of, and... I wonder how that links to my my Aries and how um, because you know you have a air quote supervisor and <laughs> look at the way I said that. <laughs> I it sounded very Aries the way you said I, that. <laughs> so I yeah I think about that a lot. So <clears throat> that's an example there, and of course we can have a lot more. But the first thing to do obviously, is we want to put awareness. We want to feel this connection and put awareness on it. Something is happening in the body. There's a discomfort or there's a something that doesn't feel right. And our, we're taught to fix it. Uh, for, there's, you know, going to a drugstore, it's full of ways to fix things that don't seem right in the body. That's pretty much all they're for. And... <clears throat> That, again, uh, I'm not suggesting people don't take their medications. Of course, you know, go to a doctor when they feel um, uh, that they want to. But this can coincide with an awareness that anything that we're feeling in the body is a message from the body, and we can listen to that message. Hmm. Jeanette, do you have ideas about yeah, how Yeah, I was just thinking about how how often we... I don't think respect the messages or the gifts that our body's bringing us. I mean, a lot of times our natural reaction is to consider it a problem and want to do away with it or ignore it altogether. But like imagine that you had, in fact, this is true for my boyfriend or whatever we call him. He (laughs) is, um, he's a manager at work and he's over a bunch of people and he has one or two employees, one in particular, who clue him in as to what's going on with everyone else. So he'll hear things like so-and-so's wife is sick. And that's that's helpful for him to know because he kind of can cut that guy some extra slack, you know, that week. Or when someone's been interviewing, <laughs> they've been leaving during the workday. Like this, it's helpful information. He would never blame that employee for the messages he was getting. He's grateful for that input because it helps him be more effective in what he's doing. And our body, I feel like, is doing the same thing with us, and yet we so often blame the body as having gone wrong rather than recognize 
it's it's a messenger. This is really a gift. And if we were smart and wise and open, we would receive those gifts with grace. That doesn't oh. mean that that you know whatever's going on is going to be our our state forever. But we want to really learn how to have a, the kind of relationship that fits with how you opened this discussion, Kim, by quoting Deepak in in a different way to perceive what we're experiencing physically. That's that's beautiful. That's a great metaphor for our relationship with the body. I mean, can you imagine if the, a delivery guy came to the door and he had a great big package and we opened the door and we go, oh, God, we just got a fire hose and blasted him with, with some <laughs> drug that made him, you know, not speak. <laughs> and swept him down the street back into his car so he'd drive away. That's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. By not taking that time to to tune in and listen. And I think it's we're not to blame. I mean, we're not taught to listen to the body. We're taught to to mask it or yeah. Yeah, fix it. Fix it. We got it. Something's wrong. And instead of going there's a message about something that's wrong in my life or something that's not in alignment with my higher self in my life. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, you know, body. Body's wrong. Fix it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the body doesn't need fixing. It's self-repairing. It has every Mm -hmm. beautifully organized mechanism to make itself correct. And uh, it's all all there for it. I think that is so empowering to remember because a lot of us feel victims of our bodies. Like we're, we don't necessarily feel like this is a, a beautiful partnership because we feel like we're at odds with it. But I, I don't think that's an empowering way for us to engage the relationship. And um, it, it certainly allows more opportunities for healing and physical thriving when we are in, in partnership. And exactly, with, with this feeling of respect for what yes. the communication is. And we get the, the message and we start not working on how to alleviate pain or discomfort or whatever the heck is going on. It could be uh, <clears throat> too, too much weight, too little weight. Those are all messages. They're all, all messages. And instead of trying to turn it on the body, on the messenger... We can go into that part of our lives and explore what's being repressed here. Usually, it's something that we are either stuck in a set point or we're repressing something that we don't want to um, to acknowledge because it would mean change and or facing something that we don't want to face. But there's there are a myriad reasons why we might have gotten a little hinky in that area of our chart. But we can apply awareness and compassion and uh, self-love to that area and start to expand and explore it in new ways. It reminds me of how there there are many, not just LOA teachers, but spiritual spiritual teachers and channelers who will tell us that any sort of dis-ease in the body is a result of resistance. And that it first manifests itself as a feeling of dis-ease, of being a little uncomfortable emotionally. But if we ignore that long enough, then it will eventually manifest for us physically. 
And in that way, I think of the body as a gift when whatever message it's bringing to us, it's giving us another chance to recognize what, what, where we got kinked up, you know, where we're getting in our own way. And mm-hmm. if we can get clear about that and approach it differently, then there isn't any reason that we can't experience whatever it is we choose for ourselves. That's such a good point. I love that because um, I wasn't quite sure how to say it, and you said it perfectly because the message initially is subtle. It's a subtle body message where we might feel a little, uh, we might feel a little restless or a little down or a little something not quite as uh, bubbly as our uh, normal settings are. Something's not quite right emotionally, you said. And that's the point. I mean, if we could engage with that message before it manifests at the end point of the body, uh, we'd be way ahead of the game. And And, Yeah, and if we paid attention to the body's little things before they became Mm. big things. (laughs) But it's like, you know, Abraham would say, don't worry if you don't get the message the first time. It will come again. And when yes. it comes around again, it will be bigger. It will be harder to miss. That's so. so true. That's so true. So by the time you have this I can't, a pain or a situation that you, it keeps you from sleeping or keeps you from being comfortable in your, in your life, it actually forces your life to change and not in the way that you would like. <laughs> By that, that point, you can't ignore it anymore. And so it, you don't miss out. If you didn't catch the subtle messages, again, just what you just said, they get stronger and stronger. And it, more specific, usually, it's going to... If you initially have this kind of feeling, you might do a body scan. Uh, we've talked about this before. We've got... Um, I think we even have it written out on the forum. I'll search for that. But where you might just get very comfortable in your body and just go through from head to toe and tune in to every, you know, organ system, limb, where, what am I feeling? How are you guys all doing? Um, Some people, it's a shamanistic practice to go through and thank your heart, thank your liver, thank your kidneys for all the wonderful work they're doing for you day in, day out, minute by minute, constantly uh, allowing you this vehicle to uh, move through life in, and uh, you'll by doing this body scan, you might come up with an area of the body um, system organ bone that you can then identify, and then this is where, of course, the astro LOA comes in that we bring it uh, to the zodiac and pinpoint where uh what sign rules that part of the body and where is that in your chart so you can on this emotional level do that body scan but i guarantee you by the time it's a throbbing (laughs) unignorable situation that's not a word is it unignorable um (laughs) impossible to ignore situations you it's real easy to see what planet or sign is linked to it and so there's a plus there. <laughs> there's no guessing. There's no second guessing yourself about, well, was that really, you know, this this sign and this house? So, um, yeah, the point is you won't miss out on the message. It'll just get louder and louder. So, um, Kim, are you taking us uh, around the wheel or are we just going to um, – I know – 
I know you've provided that resource for us before. Well, I'll just do it really quickly, and then let's jump to, I think if we can explore in depth an example, we'll have the tools that we need. This is really, it doesn't have to be complex, because what you'll find is <clears throat> all what we're looking at is kind of three things. We want to have some awareness, some consciousness on what's going on. We want to listen. We want to know how to listen, and then we connect. We make the connection, the mind-body-spirit connection, by seeing where this, what this body part or this malady is representing in our chart and where we can go to even just thinking about creative change in that area of life can bring, bring relief, depending on how uh, long it's been going on and so forth and what that message really is. Because remember, we've resisted the message. So when we get it, we're not going to go, oh boy, let's do that. <laughs> we're going to have to deal with our resistance. <laughs> so <clears throat> we, we'll have to deal with our resistance. And uh, so we just have to be um, brave adventurers and uh, kind of spartan up a bit to, I don't know if that's the right term, Jeanette, or if I'm leading us down this idea that it's a challenge, but I know if we've been resisting something for a long time, we're not comfortable with it. So in some way, we need to acclimatize or allow for what it is we've been resisting and whatever that takes. Kim, I'm wondering, too, before you take us around the around the signs, and what they rule. I'm wondering if we were doing a reading for someone who was experiencing something physically, if we would also be looking at what's happening in the sixth house. I guess I'm wondering what role any sixth house activity, what insights we might be able to Oh, you're just cutting out a bit. Can you hear me? Yes. Is it my phone? Sorry. Bummer. Um, Should I hang up and try dialing in again? Or is it better now? Cutting out now? I can't hear you, so I'm going to guess my phone is cutting out. I'm going to hang up and um, try again. So this happened, started recording 43 minutes in. Oh, dang it. I lost the count on my phone.
Google. Hello. Hello. I'm back. <laughs> do I hope I it could have been my line. I don't know if it was No, it was my internet. My internet went out. I looked at the modem. I suddenly I couldn't hear you. And I looked at my modem and my sync light was flashing and then my oh, internet God. light went out. So we had All to right. I don't It's Mercury retrograde. We're going to jump right back in. We're on a roll. This is a great call. Well, it it is. So I don't. I didn't know if it's appropriate if we're going to do looking at sixth house on this call or not. But oh, that's right. basically um, what I was asking if 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 you know we're oh, going okay. to talk about how to if there's any insights to be had by looking at a person's sixth house when they have physical things come up or or not. I think this. Yeah. Okay. We'll put that on the. So is that on? Are we on two recordings now, or is this still the same recording? Uh, TalkShoe kept recording, so our oh, recording okay. has not ended. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, so let it in the middle. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they get it last, in the middle. <laughs> last question, because I'm going to run through the signs. It's just those one or two words, keywords okay, with right each. But, yeah, let's do uh, that. But did you ask that question? Should I address that question? I would cut it out. I mean, because I was just wondering, but if we're going to, then we'll get to it at the at okay. the end. Or if we don't get we to will. it, we can tell them, you know, we'll talk about it later or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's not important it's, think, that my question be included. Okay. All That sounds good. All right. So I'm You're just going to jump. Did you ask about this? I'll just talk about this, and then we'll do your example, which I'm looking forward to doing, and then we'll talk about the six in there. Perfect. Okay. okay. Oh, oh, okay. so we're on. <laughs> yeah, so okay. you gave us some um, so you gave us uh so you gave us keywords for Aries when you said head face and fevers. Let's yeah. look at Taurus next. Let's look at the yeah, I think uh, it's good and you've got this printout, but let's just go through it. So because you can see the body, we're starting at the top at the head, headquarters, that's Aries. <laughs> head of the line. So Taurus is the throat and the expression of the voice. It's not what we're uh, actually communicating, but it's the throat area and the neck. Gemini. Gemini is kind of a a broader area because it starts with your thoughts and your words, written or spoken word, but it's your breath, lungs, shoulders, arms, hands. So you can feel this whole uh, area of the upper body. Cancer is the breast and the stomach. And Leo, of course, is heart, and uh, the we think of behind the sternum in the front, and then in the back, the upper back. Uh, Virgo is the upper uh, gastrointestinal tract, and the digestion, how we digest things. Libra is lower back, and kidneys, and the endocrine system, the ductless glands. Scorpio, of course, is uh, all things genital, <laughs> and it's the lower GI and reproduction, and uh, also part of the endocrine system. 
especially hor- uh, the hormones that uh, t- uh, lead to reproduction. <laughs> Sagittarius is the hips, which of course allow us to move forward in big strides, and it's the liver. Capricorn is our scaffolding. It's the bones, and particularly the knees, but all joints, teeth, hair, and bones. Uh, Aquarius is the ankles and the circulation, so where the heart, uh, Leo, uh, Leo is the heart, the opposite sign is the circulation of the blood through the body, so your whole circulatory system. And Pisces, uh, opposite, um, or at the end, or uh, the other, oh, good God, Kim. <laughs> I'm thinking of this in a, as a circle, not as a linear thing, but coming full circle, that's what I was trying to say, is the feet and also rules the lymphatics and the penile gland. So you can picture, and there are images even, of a physical body with these signs just running from the head to the feet. And and that can make it easy to uh, remember and get a grip on what uh, each sign is related to. And the planets that rule the signs are also involved in this. But we'll just keep it really simple for now, and I'll show you what you can do with just the signs alone. Shall we, um, let's look at a, a, a real life example. Sounds good. Did you want to? Um... <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got, a, I got a couple of real life, which one shall we choose? I'll tell you the one that's mostly on my mind lately is shoulder, left shoulder pain. It's um it's been graduate gradually increasing over the years and I sometimes address it and get some relief but lately it's been much more persistent it's really got my attention so shoulder you said shoulder was going to be that's Gemini right yes that's Gemini that's Gemini so and anything chart. oh go ahead yeah. No, well, anything usually, uh, if it's on the left side, it tends to be even more unconscious. Mm. So chances are the things that I might say, so if you've come, you've come to me for a reading and you've got the shoulder thing and could it possibly be related to any other aspect of my life? Well, yes, because <laughs> everything's connected. And we know right away it's a message. So we want to look at the chart and help the person read the message. We're going to help them read the message. The fact that it's your left, it's your left shoulder, tells us right away that this is a message that might seem foreign. It might mm-hmm. not, we might not quite get it mm-hmm. uh, instantly. And to, again, and we probably say this every time, but it's really important to know that you're you looking at the chart and knowing what you know and seeing what you see never trumps their higher guidance that your your job is to put forth ideas that they may accept or reject or they might reject one later, you know, a year later they might go, hmm, <laughs> maybe there's something to that. Or the idea is that you're not trying to fix them, okay? You're not trying to fix anything. You're a translator and you're trying to, your your goal is to, bring forth these ideas that might uh, expand their awareness around what's happening. 
because we can get really gung-ho and think, okay, all you have to do is just, you know, carve out this section of your life and your headaches will go away and you do this and everything will be fixed. Again, let's approach not with the idea of uh, I know how to fix you because uh, that's not what's happening here. You want to empower your friend or client with added awareness of what their body message might be, okay? And it's up to them what they want to do with it. Another uh, thought is that whenever I do a reading that has any question of health in it, I make sure that written either in the email or spoken on the recording, I begin with, I'm not a medical doctor and the things I'm saying is another way to approach this and in no way is, am I suggesting that you don't uh, follow whatever you know your health practitioner recommends or something? I know that sounds like, well, I wouldn't have to do that with a friend, but it's a practice that I do because not too long ago, you know, there it was a pretty serious thing practicing medicine without a license, and it's just, I think it's an important thing to to say because if your friend or client is inclined to give away their mm-hmm. power or to just invest I don't know Jeanette am I saying this right yeah you know what no, I, I totally get it when they're when someone's at a loss and when they're feeling really mm-hmm. vulnerable it's easy mm-hmm. for them to dismiss any of their own inner wisdom and put it all externally on you like you have the answer and you I mean, not everyone would do that, but certainly for those who might have that tendency, we wouldn't want to disempower them in that way. So that that feels like a really healthy reminder all around for them and for okay. our, ourselves. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. That it's something to to consider. All right. So with all that in mind, and Jeanette, you can probably do this for yourself now after <laughs> this, but. We, we know that the shoulder's Gemini, so we're going to go to the cusp where Gemini rules. And we know that that's your fifth house cusp. So somewhere in there, the message has to do with a fifth house activity. So if the more we can understand that house and what's at the core of it, the more ideas will come forth and open up uh, these possibilities of of understanding that message because I guarantee you when you get close to that message unless the resistance is too huge you get a real oh my god well people and even and even some really strong resistance responses can be informative right whether our client understands it or not if we can be tuned into where they have resistance then that can be more helpful information and finding a way to communicate that might be challenging but that can be that can be indicative itself. So when I think fifth house, I think um, fun, creativity, romance. Um, so am I just feeling out for whether any light bulbs or anything feels like I'm getting warmer? Or there's that. If we get to the core of the the fifth house, we know that it's basically where we, this is Leo's house. And this is where it's creative self-expression, but it also rules, we know it rules children and love affairs and like what is, you know, what does all this have to, you know, have to do with uh, creative self-expression, pictures we paint, dances we choreograph, uh, books we write, how is this all tied in? And basically it is something that feels like 
when you're engaged in it, you are engaged with this feeling of incredibly being incredibly special. You know what it feels like to be in love, to be in a romance, a hot romance. Mm-hmm. That yeah, <laughs> we know that it's just this. You can feel. I touch my heart when I think about it. It's just because you feel incredibly alive and special and everything is heightened. All your feelings and emotions are heightened. And this is something that happens when you write a book and you're engaged in this creative expression, when you create a dance or music or a play or you're involved in this, uh, there's just something incredibly special about this process. And uh, with children, it has to do with this, you're leaving your stamp. Your your there's something that lives on after you, and whether it is just this resonant energy that you have created that is just so rarefied and so beautiful and so precious, uh, it's it's magnificent. It's really and this is I guess it takes fun to a whole new level. <laughs> but it is very it is very playful, and with Gemini there, it is light. It is playful. It is communicative. And so because there's a message coming in there and there's resistance, I would say well, of this area of life, what, what's missing? Well, you know that I do my best to orient my life towards what feels good. You know, my idea yes. of a good time, that's what I want to lead with. So... If ever there was someone who I would give credit for doing that, it, I would say I'm pretty good at it. But when when this first started happening, one of the first things I did was recently, when I mean it recently got stronger, uh-huh. I did the exercise where you, I've done a variety of exercises. One of the the first one was, where you imagine being the body part and you ask it, what do you have to say to yourself? Like, So I, I imagined I was this part of my shoulder that was feeling painful, and I've also got tingling in the fingers. So I imagined oh, wow. being both, yeah, tingly fingers and um, and sometimes in the elbow. Anyway, I imagined being this part of the body and, and asked, what do you have to say to Jeanette? And the very first message that I got was that, um, let me see if I can remember it specifically. You're doing things you don't want to do. Stop doing things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So that fits in pretty closely with what we're looking at here with the fifth house, right? With it's all about, you know, heart-based, you know, joy, yes. fun, um, yes. love. That's it. It certainly ties in well there. It, it and much does. as I might like to give myself credit that I'm a person who does that really well, it did not take more than like 30 seconds for me to um, think of a specific uh, situation where that was not happening. Right. Well, yeah, there you go. Your heart, your heart needs to be in it. And if you're doing anything in this area of life that your heart is not into and it's, you're, you're not getting that burst of joy and you're not feeling incredibly special and you're not in love with your life there, in that in that mm. area, then um, body's not happy. Well, it's not even just body's not happy. You're not happy, but for some reason you're okay with it. You're allowing it. You're tolerating it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe yeah. even convincing yourself that it's a it's a good thing. 
that this is screw this is all right this is what i want so it's it can be it's it's hard to tease out because we often do things in the short term because we're looking at a longer term thing or but I agree with you, Jeanette. Of all the people on the planet that I know, you're the feel-good girl. You're the one who's going to um, live your life on that premise. Oh, my but God, she, Kim. Oh, my God. The oh. fact that, oh, my God, that this is Gemini because um, because the second thing that came up, I was I was actually laying in bed one night. I'll try and tell the story really fast. Elvis normally, he, he has a stool in order for him, he's my blind cat, who jumps up on the bed, he comes up on one particular side, and he likes to lay with me facing him. So when he comes up that way, I always lay on that side. Okay, and, and I stay in that position even though it's uncomfortable. I stay there forever because that's where <laughs> Elvis is, and he does not like me to move, and I don't want him to leave. So I stay there forever even though it doesn't feel fabulous. Okay, well, after I after I got that message, stop doing things that aren't comfortable, I was like, Okay, Elvis. Well, I gotta turn over now, and um, and and so one one night I was turned over, and I started to my shoulder started to fall into a position that I normally sleep in with with it's it's the same position sitting at the computer, shoulders hunched, it's uh, contraction. Yeah. And I started to go into that position, and just in my mind was screaming, something was screaming at me, expand, expand, expand. And I took it to mean, like, don't, don't hold your shoulders together. They want to go back. And that is actually the position where I get relief when I, when I expand my chest. Okay, oh, well, yeah. at the same time, I, I got this, I felt this weird burning on my tongue. Oh, I know this sounds a little crazy, but I felt oh, like, like it made me wonder, oh, my gosh, what did I do to my tongue? Like, I must have burned it really, really, really bad because down the whole strip of the middle, it felt like something had burned. And I thought, what did I do to my tongue? Because I was just noticing it in that moment. And I hadn't done anything to my tongue. But but when I, I asked, I, so then I asked, I was like, tongue, what's up? And um, <laughs> and the message I got was, stop speaking things that keep you stuck in your old reality. I mean, it was a really clear, it was, I was half asleep. That's why this, I think this message could come through so clearly. Because, you know, you're kind of in that in-between space between awake and asleep. Yes. And it's Gemini. I mean, here you, it's like Gemini with the words, because I realized in a, in a lot of ways, I'm not speaking joy. I'm not speaking about what I love. I'm speaking in old patterns and habits that keep me where I am rather than allowing me to expand. And so I, I walked, I, what I took away from that was be more um, deliberate and more aware of what I'm saying. Wow. And when it's not in alignment with what I want. Yeah, that's a really good insight. And that I was going to say, with the, we can go back and look at the actual sign. And with Gemini, it's usually what aren't you? What are you not saying? And in this case, is well, I wasn't what saying you, things that are in alignment with yeah. with with where I'm headed. With you know where the expansion is calling me. So wow. here it is saying, expand, 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 and at the same time, stop speaking in ways that prevent your expansion. Wow. Yeah. I know, right? I didn't, I didn't even get the Gemini connection in that until that very moment, so that wow. seems cool. Yeah, I could see. When, remember I said at the beginning, usually you get this, whoa, you know, this thing, <laughs> you know, kind of there, you did it for us, on tape. <laughs> on, on 
it's like whoa and you just get it and and obviously I as the reader didn't really do anything except kind of just say Gemini this house you know a few keywords and boom it happens so a lot of it's just allowing but then you think okay now what do I do with this because what happens is when the bodies had that message for been trying to get that message through and there's a lot of inflammation and so forth that's created to create the sensations that are going to get your intention. It can take a while for that to to self-repair. And it's like, okay, what's the next step? So, And I think it is twofold. I think that we get the message and get on board with it. As you said, you're doing, you start to put awareness on what you're saying, what you're not saying, doing anything that your heart is not fully in. Mm-hmm. I also think mm-hmm. you could have some fun with Gemini fifth house because my mind goes immediately to uh, flirting and, and dating. But um, <laughs> do you, you can do something completely unrelated that's fun fifth house that will uh Okay. Act as an anti-inflammatory. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, a f- I'll tell this story really fast too. That um, I volunteered to be part of a puppy transport. There were a couple of puppies that needed to get from Louisiana to Washington. I signed up for. They asked me where in your neighborhood can you help. I signed up for a transport and um, and I mentioned it to Russ that because I've done this before and he and he asked if I wanted him to go with and I said yeah. And and I assumed, you know, he'll have a golf tournament or something. He he won't. But I forwarded him the thing, you know, the email that gave all the details as to when and where. And um, and then and I kind of forgot about it. But as people have been replying on this thread, because there are a lot of people involved in this transport, uh, I've just been kind of ignoring those emails because there's a ton of people involved. And and but you know how when in your inbox when you get a new email, it previews the first sentence, you yeah. know. Yeah. So one day there's um there's another reply to this mass email and um this one I got my attention because it was from a guy and there aren't a lot of guys that do this kind of volunteer work. Animal rescue is a lot, a lot, a lot of women. And the the few guys that are involved are um usually married. <laughs> like it's their it's their wife uh-huh. that's signed them up for this. So you don't see too many guys in rescue. You never see single guys in rescue because they get snatched up pretty fast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> But this guy wrote. He wrote back, and he said something like, um, "He was so excited to, you know, to be part of this, and couldn't wait to meet the puppy." It was really, it was really a cute email, and I was just, you know, previewing the first sentence. But I was thinking, wow, now that's my kind of guy, you know, a guy who's taken time out to be involved in something like this. But in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking, I would probably never meet this guy because, you know, we're spread out from Louisiana to Washington, so there's no way he's in my neighborhood. But I was kind of thinking, you know, you know how Libra sons are always on the lookout for their next yeah. better deal. <laughs> you know, I, was in the, I, didn't, I didn't have a conscious thought like, ooh, I hope I get to meet that guy. But, but it was in the back of my mind. There's a there's a hot guy. Hello, any guy in animal rescue is automatically hot. Automatically. So there's a hot guy involved. And anyway, I promise it's a short story. So by the time I, I hours later, I opened the email, um, and it, and the guy's name was Russ. Believe it or not, the guy's name was Russ. And I didn't even make the connection. My guy's name is Russ. And I read the email. Okay, and it wasn't a reply to everyone. It was a reply specifically to me. And I was like, what? How does this guy named Russ? What? Doesn't make any sense. 
It was from my Russ. It was from my Russ telling me he's excited to be part of this and he can't wait. And the puppies are really oh I this the flirting and romance. I was like, this guy, this, you know, my idea of a hot guy right under my nose, literally right under my nose. It has, things have changed between us since, since that epiphany when I realized the amazing guy isn't across the country. The amazing yeah. guy lives under my roof. That's incredible. That's incredible. I love that story. Uh, yay. Yeah. Romance, flirting, it's a different, I yeah. see him with different eyes than I did before I was thinking that I knew my guy so well. That's so cool. <laughs> Sometimes it takes that to surprise us, doesn't it? Because we've got such strong preconceived ideas about oh how someone gosh. is, there's no room yeah. for them to be any different. We don't let I them mean, be different. Here he's even trying to be different, and I'm like, oh, he'll cancel, oh, he'll forget. Yeah. Like, I've just totally written him off. This other Russ looks pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, so fifth house, you know? Yeah, Some, that is yeah. fifth house. You, you managed to get, get, I love that, that you got, took a seventh house long, 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 long term, you know, all that water, bridge, history, et cetera, relationship, and got an experience of the fifth house. Um, uh, moment with it uh, around the corner. Look how universe did that. That's so you know, cool. in that yeah. in looking at my chart, that makes a lot of sense to me too, because I've got Sun and Mars right there on the cusp of five, and Mercury's coming up on it. So, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely yeah. That's a very good point. But grabbing your transits and that is something <clears throat> we'll just touch on really briefly is that transits can give you indications and you sh often it's like you'll see an outer planet transit in a uh, particular uh, sign and house that's going to manifest if you're not getting the message of that outer planet it will manifest uh, in the body again the message that that transit is trying to add to your and expand your life and if you're not listening it will uh, the body always listens so it will go that way <laughs> <laughs> so that's so cool. That is that is so cool. I love it. Well, and um, and you know when you when when I'm connecting the dots on you know the the message from be more deliberate about how you're speaking. Don't keep yourself anchored in your past. You know that mm. it kind of ties in with that too. I mean, I can see Kim how just bringing some of this stuff to light how it could give a person an opportunity to noodle on it later in the privacy yeah. of their own mind and yeah. um, and get some really powerful insights from it. I think so. You can get really powerful insights and then find ways to allow for self-repair. Now, my big thing about how, allowing the body to self-repair is meditation, as we know, because it puts us in a state that, is perfect acceptance of everything that is. You're just in the moment with everything that is, and body self-repair mechanisms click on. And at this point, once the message is read, this is the goal for what, whatever it takes to allow body's own self-repair to click on. And that is going to be find a way to feel good, 
obviously, find a way to feel um, at peace. And it may be a variety of things. When I look at your sixth house, because we can go to the sixth house to see what our style of healing, our style of the kind of self-nurturing of the body and the linking of the mind-body-spirit is. And with cancer there, obviously lavishing on the self-love, you've probably been making those shoulders work pretty hard. Just computer work. Uh, can mm-hmm. I ask, do you do some nice yoga counter uh uh, poses to well, I don't do it daily, Kim. I mean, I yeah. I do it maybe weekly, and and I was also eyeing Cancer on six, thinking my answer lies here. So I was thinking it's going to be something daily, and uh, yeah, it's daily, yeah. and it's nurturing, and it's loving, and it's just all, it's the great mother. I think getting in nature is going to be healing all on its own. What was that thing I read recently that? Two hours of, of nature sounds is like 8,000 hours of, how they work this out, of, I don't know, intensive physical. It was, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny know. because as, I, as I've been, you know, paying even better attention than I normally do to what sounds good next, yesterday I found myself laying on the grass, which isn't that unusual for me to do in nice weather, mm-hmm. but I was there for like two hours. Oh, I mean, I, I was there for next to ever, and I kept checking in like, okay, you ready to get up yet? And um, no, it still felt oh. good to feel. I was, it was kind of a form of, you know, grounding and meditation yeah. just to just yeah. lay there and enjoy the sounds of the wind and the birds oh, and the, enjoy the sun. Yeah. yeah, that's so healing. And that is a, that anytime you do that and you can just click out of worry, click out of any kind of, not that you worry a lot, but just clicking out of, the to-do list and what's next and what can happen and the that part of us uh, allows the body to just take a deep breath, exhale. That's also important, those deep breaths. And uh, it will activate the self-repair mechanisms. And going to the sixth house is really cool for doing that. For me, I if just for comparison, I've got the moon and the sixth, so all those things apply also the moon and and cancer being uh, related. But I have Aquarius on the cusp. (laughs) So uh, it's interesting because Aquarius is very mental and it's very, uh, it's shocking. It's like, okay, what what can you do to raise eyebrows? What can you do that's different? You know, break out of patterns in the house of ritual routine. So Mm. for me... It'd be breaking up the daily routine, probably. Yes, Uh, or doing it in a, yeah, breaking it up Uh, with something. Although your moon is there, so. Yeah, yeah, Um, it's a bit of a I can, yeah, interesting is a good way to put it. I can get a little, um, uh, yeah, it's a little counter-intentioned in that area of life, not quite knowing which, which way to go. But I know, I can give you an example that I hadn't been feeling too well. I had some kind of tummy bug, um, which is a very sixth house and, and uh, moon anyway, with the stomach mm-hmm. involved. And I uh, took, over the last two days, I redid all the pavers. It's a, a kind of a long story, but there's, the steps that went up to the house were 
well, they were rocks and they were dangerous and it was bad enough for the kids. But with Sarah's seven and a half months pregnant, it was just getting, you know, nobody's going to be carrying a baby up and down the steps. So months ago, I engaged the builders to come and put a proper step in and because uh, it leads up to this uh, little deck. And anyway, the builders were very busy, of course. And finally, 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 they came on Friday and uh, put in this beautiful wood, wooden step. But because of the way the path was, which is just these pavers on sand, um, <clears throat> it the, and you, oh, there was only room as a le- narrow little kind of lane. And there was only room enough for one step. It's taken me way too long to tell the story. <laughs> there was only room for one step. So and we couldn't decide, is it, where's the gap going to be? Is it going to be a big step, uh, a little step up, then big step? Or is it going to be a big step than normal? And anyway, the builder said you could raise the path. And I just went, that's what I'm going to do. So <clears throat> instead of doing my usual work, I did a little bit of work in the morning. Uh, I off to the, just on the other side of the road is this huge sand dune, this beautiful white beach sand. And I went over there and I shoveled, oh, it must it was wet, it's been raining, it's like shoveling cement. Something like 20 wheelbarrow loads of sand. First I pulled up all the pavers. I created, it's like building a golf course, I think. It's just creating this natural mound under the, and uh, made this beautiful sand path. And yesterday I redid all the papers. This is a very long story to say that I broke up my routine with something, you know, I didn't fancy myself a paver person, Um, (laughs) that I created this. And it was so freaking satisfying. And it looks so amazing. And um, I know the guy that delivers the gas bottles is going to be very excited because uh, he had to push those really heavy bottles over what was like rickety sticks. And um, anyway, hey, are you telling me you did this? What, what, where's the stomach bug sort of thing part of this story? Well, the stomach bug. Yeah. Anyway, by the way, the stomach bug gone, uh, gone. Uh, you did all that work while you weren't feeling fabulous. I know. That's eyebrow raising. There's Aquarius and six for you, huh? That's right. Because you would think that I needed more rest, right? But I didn't need, Aquarius doesn't need more rest. Aquarius needs more stimulation, just something they've, you know, that's unusual. And it was just so very uh, physical and grounding. And I just got, you know, just covered with, I was just, I looked like a worker. And I love that (laughs) when that happens to me. I love it. Looking like a proper worker, Mars and Capricorn. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and and it links back to Virgo having Virgo. That's uh, upper GI, Virgo in the second house cusp, where we think about some very earthy core values, and just having my hands on the earth. I mean, I was digging up. Um, Mother Earth and moving it and creating it and these orderly, they're pretty orderly, <laughs> little pavers all the way and creating a path. How Virgo is that, really? This and is so much fun. Perfect. They're, they're the same distance anyway. It's just amazing. And I'm obviously really excited about this. I didn't realize. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, it feels so much better it doesn't feel because I'm out in the garden and that's my path into the house and before mm-hmm. it was like having you know a little bit of a Mount Everest uh, ordeal just to get in and out of the house and now it's like this 
yellow brick road, this welcome way in and out, and it's beautiful. So the it's really symbolism good of that is so exciting to think about. But we also know the power of eliminating tolerations. I mean, yes. Wow. Yes. I mean, that's it was a, a toleration. Cool I, if you'd said, Kim, what's a toleration? I would not have said my path, the path and the step into the house. It wouldn't have occurred to me. I, I would have thought I had so many other tolerations going on that were, so were really, big. really big. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have occurred to me. And yet mm-hmm. I fixed this, and look, you can hear my voice. It's really <laughs> maybe. So, um, all related. And normally, I wouldn't look at my chart and think I've got a tummy bug. I better go out and you know redo the pavers. But it <laughs> was amazing, and it seemed well, to be the message. <laughs> that was me. I was having. I was like, wait a minute. Was she doing all this work when she didn't feel good? Like it didn't. I couldn't connect the dots. But that's, I guess, what you would expect with something Aquarius related. It wouldn't I be know. traditional it's crazy. or expected. While I was kind of resting and just kind of slowly working through a few things that I had to do in the morning in terms of uh, work, I felt like crap. And then the sun kind of peeked out, and I just thought, I'd really love to do that. And a part of me is going, Kim, you feel like crap. How are you going to you know, move tons of earth? And I just thought, well, let's just do a few and see how I feel. Or I'll just lift the pavers. As soon as I had like three pavers up, I felt so much wow. better. I just wow. forgot that I even had a tummy bug. So. Okay, I cannot wait to look at other people's charts and hear some other examples and, and find other ways for us to play with this. I feel like I've just a whole new world has opened up to me. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, yeah, you guys, I want to see your charts. Let's get them on the forum. Let's talk about uh, this past or um, present, future, however you want to look at it, what's, uh, what's happening for you, what messages you might be getting from the body and how you're listening to them. Right on. Well, thanks for that, Kim. Super fun. Can't wait to talk with you guys about it on our live call. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.